Nobody. I am your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. All right, everybody, what's going on? Happy freaking New Year. This episode is being recorded on January 5th, 2021. It's freaking crazy, man. Thank goodness we are out of uh, uh, 2020. Thank goodness. You know, just onward and upward. That's, that's pretty much all that we can do. And I hope you have your New Year's resolutions. Even if you don't, it's okay. Just try to be positive, move forward, and keep it going. Hopefully 2021 will be your year and it will be just better for you and for everyone around you all right so um we're just gonna get this thing going because this episode was freaking insane so this is married at first sight season 11 episode 13 home alone and i definitely want to do the macaulay culkin face you know the scream face the ah because this episode wow i i really didn't know that it would be this insane and yeah, there are there are a couple of things that are first times and definitely some surprises. So uh, let's just let's just get into it. So production shut down for six weeks because in their time, um, they're just starting with the coronavirus, even though we as a country are still reeling with it, even though we have the vaccines and all that stuff. We're it's we're still in a pandemic. So they're. They're in like around March, April. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe February, March. And so production shut down for the first time in Married at First Sight history. So they had to uh, rely on the couples to film themselves. And also they had their little secret smoke detector cameras and all that stuff. Um, but mostly they had to rely on the couples to film themselves. So production shut down for six weeks. So they have an extra month and a half with each other. So decision day was already supposed to be near, but now they're going over pretty much like two, two and a half months. Uh, I mean, a month and a half over. And that's, that's insane. It's funny because (laughs) if they were to have decision day, I think a lot more people would have made it because they wouldn't have been able to see the downfalls of what happens because for some reason everybody starts going ape shit because of quarantine and also to the addition that the cameras aren't there so it's kind of weird because now everybody's going crazy and all that stuff and it's like well this is what it would have been this is what it's going to be <laughs> you know marriage without the cameras and just you guys so why is it now going haywire yes granted quarantine is there they don't know these people well at least you know what no fuck that they've known these people for 32 days okay i mean they don't know know these people but it's like all right you know enough to stay with the person for at least a short amount of time you went on vacation with them some people slept with each other oh so now all of a sudden that you're cooped up with a person oh i don't know this person blah 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 shut up 
you've you've moved in with this person you've married a a stranger okay so i don't know why this situation is the thing that tips you over but then again this is how i guess it's because of the the pressure not even the pressure this is a this is a perfect situation for them to see how they really are with each other you thought the married at first sight experiment was a pressure cooker no quarantine and the coronavirus is the pressure cooker for these couples because some of these couples you see flourish and some of them they break and some of them are just blah you know so i just i just find it very interesting that this thing was the what is it is the the straw that broke the camel's back for some instances but it again it just fascinates me because this, without the cameras there this is how life was going to be so why is everybody blaming coronavirus where where real life is is happening because remember if 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 the decision day happened and let's say all of them said yes okay boom cameras are gone whatever you would have been in quarantine anyway and but regardless of the quarantine you'd be in regular life boom this is how this is how it goes so why now all your decision making and all your perceptions about this person is like a skewed why you know what you were getting into this is this is it this is marriage no no more cameras no nothing now go ahead Let, let's see how you do and it's very interesting to see how people are this is this is kind of like the first time that we actually do see how people are post cameras even though in previous seasons once the show is over that's it we, we never saw them live their lives but it's cool that we're now seeing how they would have acted if Decision Day was not around the corner. Or, no, I'm sorry, if Decision Day already happened and we see them. Great. I mean, now they have the show called Couples Cam and, and all that good stuff. That That's great. But I think this is, this is different. This is like an inside peek to the weeks, quote-unquote, after Decision Day, even though Decision Day has yet to arrive. I, I find it very, very cool. But uh, okay, so let's let, let's get into it. Sorry for that long ass intro, but let's go, man. Let's go. Here we go. So, so it's uh day thirty two of marriage, and the first day of lockdown. So we get Amelia and Bennett. So Amelia's feeling frisky, but not necessarily in a sexual way. So she decides to cut her hair, and. <laughs> they're getting to know each other even more and she finds out that Bennett only uses one square to wipe <laughs> and it's like okay didn't need to know that information but now that I do know that information that is impressive <laughs> and again it's it's with his environmentalist brain that he does this and it's just interesting that he does that because it's like you don't need to do that bro go ahead use the toilet paper it's there for a reason but okay. 
and Ben Bennett's Amelia into graphic novels, which I love Amelia even more for that. And I love Bennett for introducing her to that medium. Uh, women out there, <laughs> get yourself into graphic novels. Or if you have, a, well, no, you don't need a man to introduce you to it. Go, go find some graphic novels. They're really awesome. They're cool. And men, introduce your wife, significant other, to um, graphic novels because it's a very cool medium and you'll find some very interesting stories. So it doesn't matter what uh, company, DC, Marvel, Wildstorm, who cares? Just get yourself into graphic novels. They're really cool. Anyway. Um, we finally, finally, after weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months, we finally know where Amelia is residing. And she's going to be residing in Richmond, Virginia. So there's that. So they move to so they move on to Woody and Amani. And Amani made Woody breakfast and got him a gift and she wanted to she was feeling special and she decided to construct this gift and puts a sign on it that says uh what does it say oh loving you makes perfect sense because she got a gift for all his senses you know smell all the senses smell touch all that all that good stuff and i mean unfortunately we don't get to see the gifts but it's cool it it's a really cool creative gift and she was doing it because she finally got the nerve to let Woody know that she loves him. And that's awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, it's good because Woody has been, not to say he's been doing all this stuff to get the I love you. He's just been doing him. And she's finally breaking all those walls down and finally she's at a comfortable point where she's like okay you know what yes i can't say that i love him and she does and she, he's ecstatic it's all good because she was always scared that it felt too soon but she does love him and she couldn't have asked for a better partner to quarantine with and again woody's like super super excited then boom they hit you with the Two weeks later, you know, the Spongebob meme. And she's like, oh, okay. You you keep playing like you didn't do anything wrong in this marriage. And they're just having this fight. And you're like, what What the hell is going on? And then you find out that um, they're talking about social media. And then Amani is like, hey, um, you probably got like mad hoes in your DMs. Yo, let me see your DMs. And he's like, what? What you talking about? See my you don't need to see my DMs? And she's like, nah, for real though. Like, let me just see them. She's And he's like, no, this is private stuff. So <laughs> they get into an argument about that. So she's thinking like, whoa, what is going on? And she and he's like, whoa, what? what is in my DMs that could incriminate me? <laughs> you know what I mean? So they get into like a huge tiff and then they just cut it off there. And, and they don't they don't go back to them for the rest of that for the end of the episode i'm like oh you can't leave on a cliffhanger like that but um we move on we move on to uh henry and christina and um it's day 47 of marriage and the 14th day of lockdown 
Christina is cooking, and Henry goes to work because he's a, uh, I don't want to say first responder, but he's an essential worker. Um, so, and she's like re rearranging furniture, and they're watching shows, and they're like, yeah, this is kind of, you know, a, the, you know, new life right about now, but they're tr they're trying to get adjusted to the the COVID life, but you just see that, man, they're on that uh. They're on like a two-piece sectional, like sectional sofa, and Christina's on the long part, and uh, Henry's on the other two pieces. Well, not two pieces, but uh, the other two places, and he's just lying there, and she, she's lying uh, vertically, and they're not, they're just watching whatever they're watching, but it's just so distant you can just see that there's no chemistry there's no love there's no nothing they're just two people i don't know it's just like he's a roommate or something and they're just cohabitating you know not holding hands nothing and oh it's it's just it's just horrible just to see them like that it's like come on guys do something do something um yeah oh and and the, and they have a <laughs> they, uh, they have a big ass pillow like uh, disconnecting them i mean if if it regardless if the pillow was there or not there would still be a huge disconnection but just for the fact that there's a huge ass pillow it doesn't even you don't even want to warrant going either person going to uh either side of the sofa to chill with the person it would seem completely fake and forced and it's so ugh, it's horrible it really is i i don't i don't ugh, i don't see how that couple could last could last because there really isn't um i don't know they they're they're just there they're not even trying the the disconnect gets even worse because uh they show that it was henry's birthday and a lot of people were texting him, calling him, and he just he just has a big smile on his face because people just remember his birthday. And even a friend of his sent him a birthday cake via, uh, I was gonna say via email, <laughs> you know, to his door. They 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 sent it to like the new address, and Christina forgot his birthday, and she didn't do shit for him. And but Henry is a forgiving guy, and he's like, you know what? Hey, it, it's all right. It, it, it's cool. You know, we're still getting to know each other. But he was like, but if it was the other way around, you know, if I forgot her birthday, then you know, shit would have been crazy. But he's like, okay, uh, but all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let mine go. Yeah, and then and good for good for you, Henry. Just thank you for noticing that because she yeah, she would have wild out. Oh, Where's my? You didn't remember my birthday, you know, and just uh, whatever. And Christina says that Christina says to Harry, "Hey, she's gonna go for a walk, but she looks like she's a little too dolled up to go for a walk." He's like, "All right, fine, no problem." But then he finds out that she doesn't come back until like three a.m. And he's like, "What the hell?" So he goes to her IG, and of course, evidence is right there. She's, he sees that she went to a party with a couple of friends 
and all that stuff. And he's like, okay, the fuck? So she's being dishonest. And it's not like, it's not like he wanted to, to him, it's not even like he wanted to go to the party. It's just that, why did you have to be deceitful? If you want to go to a party, go go ahead. I, I'm not your boss. If you want to have fun, go ahead. But the fact that she says, yeah, I'm going to go for a walk. And he said, like, it was a long-ass walk. Because, mind you, she didn't come back until 3 a.m. She went at, like, 5, I think, for like, 5 p.m. So that's a really long walk. And he was just worried about her. He was texting her. She wasn't texting back. But then, like, later at night, maybe I think at, like, 8 or 9, she was like, hey, I'm helping my friend rearrange some things in the house, in her house. It's like, okay. And then that's when he found out that she went to this party and all that stuff. And it's like, you don't need to do all that. And like, and I'm seeing it. So you're not even being discreet about the disrespect. You don't need to do all that. So yeah, that that's good old Christina for all the people who who are trying to defend her and say, oh, she's just being misunderstood and Henry's a fuddy-duddy or whatever you want to say. Fine, he could be a fuddy-duddy, but that doesn't mean that Christina is absolved from any issues regarding the relationship. Like that right there, that's disrespectful. You don't say, I'm going for a walk and you're in next to nothing and then you go to a party. You don't need to do all that. But anyway. So, um, here is our favorite couple. Karen and Miles. <laughs> so, Karen is a uh, first responder of sorts. I believe, I, I, not not necessarily, like, on the field or anything like that. I forget. She does something in the office. I, I for, forgot to uh, write down her. No, I actually did write down everybody's job at the beginning of this whole process. At the beginning of this podcast, and it's in episode one, but um, I lost that paper in um, in my notebooks, so I don't know what she does. But regardless, she's a first responder, so thank you, Karen, doing at least something right. And Miles is complaining that he, you know, he's bored at home, and it's day 56 of the marriage and the 23rd day of lockdown. You see a montage of him playing video games, doing push-ups, doing exercises, watching movies, being super bored and all that stuff and you forget because they they remind us that he suffers from depression so this might be harder on miles than just regular people and so i'm like oh, okay so uh, i'm so me in my head i'm like okay this this is this is a perfect time for karen to show and prove because miles comes comes to bat for her all the time you know fixed fixed her car um he fixes breakfast for her and all that stuff i was like okay all right karen you know what i mean your man your man isn't your man isn't is in dire straits what are you gonna do about it you know and she says that in her little montage because she says that oh every time she goes to work it, it's hectic because of the covid stuff and i completely understand i also have a friend i have a doctor who was thrown in the thrust of covid very early in its early heyday and he was um 
tired and exhausted and all that stuff. So she's like, yeah, I can't give the relationship or Miles the intention it needs. I'm mentally and physically exhausted. And I'm like, okay. And uh, he, he, so he's, they have a shot of the couch and Miles is there with like a robe or some, no, a blanket of some, uh, of some sort. No, it was a blanket. And she's click clacking away on her computer. And he goes and he goes to her and he kind of leans over, leans over her shoulder. Um, no, no, no. He sits right next to her and then just uh, like, like, yeah, like leans into her shoulder. And it's like, you know, kind of like a, you know, like that. And she's like click clacking away on the computer. doesn't even mind him and nothing he doesn't even give him like a love tap or like a kiss on the forehead or like a um like rub his head for like six seconds nothing she just click 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 and nothing and then he just gets up and (laughs) he gets up looks outside the the blinds of the living room door and it just walks away i mean living living room window it just walks away and i'm like Oh, man, Karen, man, that was your perfect time to console your man and show him what you bring to the table and what you bring and what you're saying with that is my work is more important than you. What you need right now comes second. Sorry. I I mean, how, how can it how can it be said any other way? The audacity of that transaction is what I'm so angry about because I'm not saying that she needs to just drop everything and be like, Oh baby, what's good? What's, what's, what's wrong? What happened? What's the matter? You know, I'm not saying that she needed to do that, but acknowledge that your man is going through something tough and he needs the support of his wife to get through whatever he's going through as a partner should and what you decide to do is just keep click clacking away on the computer giving him no mind this is what you decided to do you i'm not saying that you should have dropped everything freaking jerked him off gave him head and give him your ass i'm not saying any of that you could have said hey what's going on babe let's talk about it or he sees that you're busy you could have just be like babe you know i'm busy and then give him like a little kiss on the cheek or well on the lips and be like you know i'm a little busy right now but you know later on i'm gonna take care of you okay because i I see your i see your going through um, i see you're going through it give him some comfort give him some reassurance that you care and you don't that's my beef you don't care about miles clearly you never did and we're going to we're going to go down this road again where what's that phrase man where it's like whatever people show you whatever people show you first to believe them it i know that's wrong but i don't even know why i'm still surprised that uh, she doesn't like Miles because she said that since the beginning. She literally said that before she even saw him. 
<laughs> because she saw his IG posts and all that stuff. You know, like, oh, he's not my type. He's not a masculine man. He's in his feelings all the time. I don't know if I can go through this. Am I making the biggest mistake in my life? Her words, her words, didn't even give dude a chance. Her words. And when my man is just going through hardship, he can't even go and he can't even go to the aid of his wife for reassurance and comfort. That sucks ass. This is why I do not like Karen, okay? And I never will. Because of the display of disrespect to her man is astonishing. Really? you We're just going to sit down on the couch and not even acknowledge him and just go about your business not even not even say hey what's up babe like you can you can literally keep typing away at your computer and say what's up babe what's what's going on what's going on you all right you okay i got you no you can't do that you can't do that for some reason but if but if it was freaking i don't know idris elba or some shit like that you'd be you'd be all over him oh what's up babe what this computer like you know, she freaking throw it across the room. I don't need that. I don't even know what that is. That what is that? A laptop? Hmm. I don't know what that is. But anyway, what's what's up, babe? What do you need? Do you need anything? Do you want some orange juice? Do you want some, uh, I don't know, cranberry sauce? Do you, do you want me to do you want me to make Thanksgiving dinner in March? I can do that for you. Give me two hours. I got you, baby. I got you. What COVID patients? I, I don't know what even that is. I, I we have a New Orleans has a stay at home order. You know, so I don't even know why I'm even going into work. I should be taking care of you. You know, that's that's when you'll do that, because we know you have the capacity to care for people, but you you're just not going to do it for the one who matters, your husband. You're going to do it for some fictitious manly man that you're waiting for. You know, that song Waiting for Superman by uh, Daughtry, that's that's for her. That That's Karen. They 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 made that song specifically for Karen because she's waiting for this Adonis type character to swoop her away so he can do all the work and not and she do nothing this is her this is what she does she only cares about herself and her ultimate dream of finding a masculine man and she doesn't even care about the good guy that's in front of her doesn't even want to comfort him in his time of need fucking whack yo I hate this chick anyway uh, we're gonna keep going. So, we're at uh, Olivia and Brett. So, um, Olivia, uh, Olivia and Brett, they're at day sixty-five of marriage and the thirty-second day of lockdown. Okay. So of course they're you know everybody is learning more things about each other. And Brett's pet peeve is when he's watching a movie, particularly that you like and he wants to share that with someone and they're playing on their phone it's annoying and i completely completely understand you sir completely understand you i hate that that's why i mean i love sharing my movies with people or significant others and i hate when they don't pay attention or or they're just not even 
they they don't even acknowledge that they're doing what they're doing. They're just not paying attention. And and it, and it makes me sad because I'm like, man, I'm trying to share something with you. And I'm not even saying that, hey, this is, hey, this is a cool movie. You should watch it. No, if I'm sharing something with you, it means something to me. It means something. Yeah, it means something to me. And I want to share that piece of me with you. And for you to be on your phone or do something other than watching the movie is kind of disrespectful. I mean, I'm not saying that you need to automatically fall in love with the movie, but give it a chance. It might win you over. I know I know not everything that I watch is uh uh not pop culture, but mainstream, you know, uh, I, but the, that's not to say that I have like this indie heart with me and I'm like, yeah, let's watch this underground indie movie that nobody knows. It's not even that. It's just that, yeah, the genre might, you might not like the genre, but give it a chance. I, I, I want to share this with you because I like you or I respect you and please just watch this and there you go. You know what I mean? So, but uh, Brett, I feel you. I totally feel you. So, um, he says that it's been a month since they've talked to Dr. Viviana about physical intimacy and Brett wants Olivia to look at yeah, so they ha- they still haven't done anything. Uh, well, not anything. I guess they kissed or whatever, but they definitely have not had sex. <sighs> Which is dumb because they both like each other. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, But like I said before in the last episode, she she has something up with her physical intimacy. I don't get it. She just she just doesn't she just doesn't like it. And that 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 sucks. That that really does suck. Ah. Ah, sorry I just get so annoyed because my love language is physical touch and I would go crazy and I did go crazy I, I, I've i gone through this I've 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 literally gone through this so it drove me nuts so I can understand, completely understand what Brett is going through Um, anyway Brett says uh, Brett wants Olivia to look at his house so they can see where her stuff can fit in because you know and low key that's a that's a good sign because he's saying hey yeah yeah come over so we can start so we can start starting our lives together you know i want to see where we can fit your stuff in and then we'll just we'll just move in and he says that she's been she's been uh, she hasn't been at work for a week and she's never come over you know, and we all know why she doesn't want to come over because she doesn't want to live in Brett's house. She doesn't like the area, and she still wants to stay in her freaking grandma house. You know, her little Red Riding Hood house, and that 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 a grandma would live in. Her house, her house is horrible. It is so filled with antiques. Is because her parents are have an antique shop, so that's cute, but. Yo, you're not supposed to live in a house like that. I'm not saying you need to, especially for somebody who says that, oh, I love to travel and whatever. She has the money to get a better place than she has, but no. She went the cheap route and just hawked all her parents' antique stuff into her house, and it looks like a grandma lives there. It looks like a 90-year-old grandma lives in her house, and she's hating on Brett, who bought his house it's his and he can do whatever he wants with it and that he's a gamer and for some reason that disqualifies him from 
I don't know. I don't know. But Brenda's already thinking, yeah, we're going to move into my house because I bought it. And we can start our lives together. And she never comes over. She's not down. So it's like, okay, what, 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 do, you, what do you want? What do you want? And and she says, I don't know what, I don't know. She's talking in the uh, camera. She says, I don't know much about him anymore than I did four weeks ago. Um, And it's like, okay, but whose fault is that? Did you go over his house? Did you watch his movies? Th- those are the things that you could have learned, but you skipped them. You never, you were off of work for a week and you never went to his house. He could have shown you around. He could have showed you what in in the house. Like he, he <clears throat> excuse me. You would have went over to the house. You probably would have seen family photos, and you would have gotten so many stories about what Brett is about. But you skip that. You don't want to watch his movies, but you could have learned a lot about him through his movies which which goes back to why I want people to uh watch these movies with me because there's probably a story connected to it you know with probably with Brett I again I don't know I don't know much about Brett other than what the show tells me but I don't know maybe he I don't know let's say he wanted to watch Fields of Dreams or something and he wanted to show you that and you're just playing Angry Birds on your phone, but how do you know that that movie isn't connected to, like, his grandma or something? Like, he used to watch that every day with his grandma. And, you know, his his grandma died, so with that field of dreams, he keeps that memory alive of his grandma. You, you could have learned that, but you didn't. You just wanted to play Angry Birds or just not watch Field of Dreams. I don't know what you were doing, but you thought not watching the movie was more important than watching the movie. And and now you're saying, I don't know much about him anymore than I did four weeks ago. But you never did anything to help you in that, in that, in that, it, with that issue. You never did. You refused to go to, to go to his house and you refused to watch his movies. That's nobody's fault but yours. Nobody's fault but yours. No one's like there's plenty of movies that I have that are like my top five movies. Um, There's probably a story which each which each of them or maybe not even a story. But why are these my f- top five films? You know, and then once I tell you those, boom, you now, you know, a little you, you know, a lot more about me and what I hold dear to me as well. That's probably the same with Brett. But you didn't want to do that. You wanted to play on your phone. And now you're complaining that you don't know more about him when all these other opportunities arose that you could have taken and you could have known more about him. Nobody's fault but your own, Olivia. Nobody. Who are you complaining to? I hope you were looking at a mirror when you were talking to whoever you were talking to when you said that statement. Because that's who you need to be talking to is yourself. Anyway, um, so, um, decision day was supposed to be that week, that, you know, that week, so, with that, I mean, I can see why Brett would be like, mm, I don't know, you know, I, I can definitely see that, but, um, so, 
I mean, the episode keeps going, and he's pissed that Olivia went to go see her mom, even though there's a stay-at-home order. And he's he's freaked out because, again, I mean, right now we know a lot more about the virus so much so much so that we've created vaccines for them but back then they don't remember that scary time back then back in february march we didn't know what was going on we didn't know if it was contagious or whatever but we knew that people were dying and and it was a global thing that was happening all around the world and we didn't know what was going on you know so he was just pissed that she didn't care and went to go see her mom even though there was a stay-at-home order in New, Orleans, in New Orleans. Granted, she's a nurse practitioner, so she's an essential worker. So she she knows more than Brett. But still, it's back at least back then, we really don't know what's going on. So as a nurse practitioner, you should be like, you know what, let me, let me stay home. Granted, granted, I know, I know, I know that it was an unknown thing. So yeah, she wanted to physically go see her mom and be like yo what's up what's good are you okay i understand that but again as a nurse practitioner since you don't know what's going on why would you endanger your mother by going to see her when you see people with covid every day (laughs) you know you could have easily picked up your phone or do a facetime just like you do with the with the experts and be like hey mom are you okay is everything all right? Oh, it is cool. Thank you. And stayed home. But you decided to go and see your mother. And that, you know, it pissed off uh, Brett. Yeah. You know? I don't know. So he says, I can't keep putting my life on hold anymore. So I'm going to move back to my house. And so then he goes. <laughs> he, 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 She comes home from her from seeing her mom and then all 98 percent of his stuff is gone so he 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 goes home and she is livid she's like oh my god we'd even talk about this and i think she's talking to her mom at that time or talking to a friend or whatever and then she finally talks to him and says like what the hell well why would you do that um and and he I don't know. He doesn't necessarily backtrack, but he has like this other story that he says that, hey, he, uh, because she's mad that she says, well, if he was mad, then no, she says that I've told him that he could have come with me, but he said that, no, I needed to, someone needs to take care of the cats because they have like 18 cats or whatever. Well, I think they have three or four, um, at least three, but it's like, yeah, someone's got to take care of the cats. And she's like, okay, fine. And then he just goes. But the thing was, he says that uh, her cat and his cat gets into fights a lot. So the plan always was that he was going to move all of his stuff back home. Because, again, you have to realize they're over the allotted time of decision day. So with him, he was probably saying, yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to be going home, so I'm planning that. So let's go to my house, and we can figure out how you're going to fit in this house. So yeah, the 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 time the times line up definitely. Because at first I thought it was him just being irate, just I'm out of here. Because that that has happened in previous seasons where people bug out and they're like, you know what, forget it, I'm out. This is dumb. But he was. 
he was planning to go back home because the show was going to be over. He was going to do the decision day. And at least back then, he was like, yeah, it's going to be a yes. Because, again, he was telling Olivia, hey, Olivia, come to my house so you can figure out where you're going to put all your shit, (laughs) you know. And she never came. So, So communication is still a huge problem with them miscommunication and no communication is a big a big problem for for them so uh yeah i don't i don't know but um he he, he tell so they're they're not well they're not fighting on the phone but they are definitely exchanging words sternly <laughs> and he says look he's not waiting because he knows there are fundamental problems and they want different things out of life, which is true. There, there's the, Olivia says it herself. There's always. It's not even that there's always issues. It's always the same issues, and that is that that hit home <laughs> because that that happened with me and my ex fiance. All the time was the same issues, and the same issues with her and I were religion, sex, um, and money essentially you know trying trying to get further in life like how am i going to lead this union if i don't have the money or if i don't get more with god or you know and 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 all that stuff you know so with them it's it's budget budgeting because she's a she loves to spend money well not loves to spend money she doesn't she doesn't like having a, a restriction on how she uses her money. So if she wants to buy a nice bottle of wine, she wants to buy it. She wants to buy the nice bottle of wine. She doesn't want to get the but the budget bargain one or she wants to go to her New Orleans Saints game. She wants to go to Fiji. She wants to go. And he is a very big budgeter, which is why he owns his house and why she rents her house or apartment, whatever she has. But yeah, um, so Dr. Pepper asks Olivia to just have an honest conversation with, with Brett because they have to, because he, he shouldn't have done what he did, at least without her consultation and not even without at least letting her know. But he says that this was the plan, not from the beginning, but it it it, it shouldn't have been a surprise because they've talked about this before. And um, so... Brett talks to this is when like the girls the girls talk to Dr. Pepper and the boys talk to Pastor Cal. So yeah, Dr. Pepper asks Olivia to be honest, to have an honest conversation with Brett because you need to have one. You just can't keep having this miscommunications and no communication issues. And Pastor Cal is saying, All right, what what's going on in your relationship? What's up? And then Brett says, hey, I'm committed that we are the best options for each other. And that was the realest thing that I've ever heard. Because that is the truth. And sometimes you don't want to hear that. But sometimes you need to have, you need to get the best option for you and you have to let go. And again, that that hit home too. That hit home a lot because it just reminded me of my relationship and when that finally went down and my ex-fiance saying that hey i I can't do this anymore we're not right for each other 
And that hurt because I really thought that we were. And I thought that we were going to be together forever. And she had the gumption and the strength to say, no, that's not the case. And it broke, yeah, it broke my heart. I mean, this happened, well, we're in 2021 now. This happened, well, it'll be nine years in November, but it's going to be almost a decade. And that, and that still hurts. You know, I still haven't gotten over that hurt. And clearly she has, she has a new husband and a puppy and all that stuff. So she's, she's great. She's having a great time, (laughs) you know? So I don't, she, well, she has told me that she doesn't regret her decision of doing what she did. I mean, if she did, then she wouldn't have what she has. So, but I understand the toughness from, from watching this, from watching Brett say, um, you know, I'm committed that we aren't the best uh, options for each other. I see it from the other side, how hard it was to say something like that to the person that you love. Well, I mean, they kind of liked each other, but I'm more specifically talking about my, my ex-fiance saying that to me, just like, hey, we're not going to work out. So Brett and Olivia, they sit down. They're going to have their honest conversation. And they're both saying, yeah, you know, with my perspective party, it, it, with my perspective professional at my respective expert, yeah, it went well. And then Olivia says, hey, is there anything that can be done uh, from now to decision day that, you know, we can go to the other direction as in, you know, stay together? And he's like, no, no, thanks. And I'm like, what? Did this guy say no, thanks? So I was like, whoa. So he made it official. They they are not together anymore. They They are. I mean, they aren't officially divorced, but the marriage is officially over. And again, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I give props, but um, again, I understand what my ex-fiance was going through. And she did say that it hurt. It hurt her a lot. I don't know if it was the worst thing that she could have could have done, but she said that it was very painful and very hurtful to break my heart in the way that she did because she just had to say that we were done. And for her to move on and get what she wanted to get, which she has. So good on that, I guess, <laughs> you know, good for her. She she got what she wanted. And I I still have, you know, just like the YouTube song. And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I hope I don't get copyrighted for that, <laughs> you know. But anyway, uh. Yeah, so it hurts, man. It, it, it still hurts. But, um, and Olivia, I felt Olivia's pain because, like, she was trying to keep it together and she was crying on her diary cam and she was like, she was saying, I went into this as someone who really thought I was taking a huge risk and a chance at love. And I think just the person at the end of the aisle didn't have those same expectations and that's kind of messed up because that's a little dig on brett i'm sure brett wanted to find you know he took a huge risk too and a chance at love like why are you think why are you saying that he didn't literally do the exact same thing that you did you know just because he didn't want to do it with you and that's the thing that's the um thing that i hate when people say oh oh you didn't want to 
it's not that you didn't want to do those things. You didn't you didn't want to do those things with you. So there's that. You know, Brett exactly wanted to do what you're talking about, but he just didn't want to do it with you. How does that taste? It sucks, right? That phrase sucks. I hate that that with you thing. And I hate chicks who do that. <laughs> you, you know damn well you know how to suck a dick, <laughs> but you don't want to do it with that person or you don't want to be with that person. You know, I hate that. Oh, yeah, I know how to do that thing, but I don't want to do that with you. I hate y'all. <laughs> that is some petty shit. But, yeah, Brett exactly wanted to do those things. He just didn't want to do it with you. And you shouldn't take necessarily offense to that. But that's that's just how it is. Um, But, yeah, so we're moving down to Miles and Karen. So, um, oh, so... uh. uh Karen is talking with uh, Dr. Pepper and there's and Karen is all Karen is being Karen and she says yeah we still do nice things and we still do oh because oh because Pepper Dr. Pepper asked everybody how how has your relationship been going with quarantine and she's like oh yeah it's been okay, but we we still try to do nice small things and sweet things for each other. Then boom, the montage happens, okay? And you see Miles. He's like, yeah, I made her breakfast. I made her egg sandwich. Boom, next one. Yeah, I made lunch for her. She's waiting for the beans to cool down. Boom, another one. Miles is like, yeah, I washed the bathroom and the bathtub so she can take a shower when she comes in. You know, when she gets home from from work. You know, get, you know get her what she needs. And then, boom, they stop it. They didn't show one thing that Karen has done for Miles. Really? They didn't show one thing that Karen does for Miles. I, th- I thought, quote, unquote, we did small, nice things for each other, Karen. Mm, I don't see it. Didn't see it. Sorry. No proof. But Miles, Miles is is doing everything. You know, he, he's, he's showing you all these things. And he says, yeah, I'm giving her what she needs. The dude was ran a bath for you for when you got home because of your mentally exhausted brain and body because he loves you and he's giving you what you need to to reset yourself. Do you hear this? This is what this guy is doing before you even got home. And what did you do? Oh, I know what you did. Let's play it back. What you did was go on your computer and just pay attention to your work while your man suffering from depression tries to get some comfort from you and you don't acknowledge him. This is what you did, Karen, okay? Meanwhile, this man runs a bath for you from when you get home from your tiring and mentally exhausting work because he's giving you what you need. Yet, you have not given him what he needs. What the fuck? Anyway, this is the part that I like. Because Dr. Pepper shouts her the fuck out. Because she goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing your, uh, I'm hearing your, uh, transgressions, uh, Karen. But it seems like it's all about your needs. I'm like, yes. 
go ahead, Dr. Pepper. Go ahead. And and it is all about her needs. She doesn't give two shits about Miles. And then Dr. Pepper says that Karen has been accusing Miles of feminine traits and that these words would not encourage openness. It would actually freeze men up. And then they give a, and then they do a montage of her reading her vows and saying, you know, don't cry, Miles. Because remember, he's in his feelings. So she like wove that in her vows to say don't don't cry because she knows that he would probably get emotional on that day, which he did. Oh, I'm sorry that uh your husband got emotional at his wedding because he's marrying the love of his life. Sorry about that. Oh man. What what was he supposed to do? What was he supposed to do? Be like, yeah, yeah, bitch, I'm marrying you and what, motherfucker? What what was he supposed to do? What was he supposed to do? Yeah, he's never met you. But still, this man is taking a leap of faith. He's getting married to someone that to someone that he has entrusted the experts to find. And it was you. And why wouldn't he be happy or be emotional? Why why this is what he's been waiting for his whole life. Why wouldn't he be emotional? I don't know, man. Yo, you chicks? Mm. Anyway, so, yeah, they, they show the don't cry thing. And they show another uh, they show another part where she's she has her braids on. And she's in the bathroom. And she's looking at herself, you know, posing. And then Miles just happens to go into the bathroom, too. And he's like, damn, okay, girl, okay. And she starts posing. And look, I do that. I do that too. I do that to my uh, coworkers, my female coworkers at uh at work. You know, if they're looking good, I mean, again, I I have to be professional because I'm I'm their supervisor. But my way of doing that by letting them know they're attractive but not getting in trouble <laughs> and getting written up by HR or whatever, I'll do that. I'll be like, okay, girl, all right, all right, look at you. You know, and they're like, oh, thanks, Martini, whatever. And or they start laughing and they're like, oh, man, you're so you're so funny when you always do that. So there's that. And then uh, there was the uh, there was the time where remember Miles's friend, they uh, Miles's friend, the chef comes over to cook the food and that he only remember that he only this was the first time that he's done that for a significant other because he wanted to save that that, you know, chef card for a. Uh, special moment yeah so he so he used it up on his wife that doesn't give a shit about him fucking karen but uh you 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 have really lived up to your name karen you really have Ugh, they couldn't have picked a perfect time to showcase you and have the word the name karen means what it means now it is perfect you you embody that name you embody it anyway um yeah they they show uh miles doing the salt bay thing and she's like stop doing that why, why are you doing that for is that your salting pose but like she's but she sees it as if it's like i'm flamboyant or i mean straight out gay that's that's how she sees it but it's like bitch that's just salt bay like 
go on Instagram or something, you old person. <laughs> like, who doesn't know that that's the Salt Bay pose? That's why he's doing it. You know, what is that? Your what is that? Your your uh, salting pose? Like, you don't know that pose. That pose and that and Salt Bay was mad famous for a bit on social media, and you don't know where that's from. Like, what is what is up with you? What? what is, who are you? <laughs> who 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 doesn't know that? And then there's the last uh, picture. I'm uh, not picture video that they show where Miles is talking about uh, doing their nails together and getting a manicure. Like if 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 um if uh if Karen is down with getting a manicure, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me come with you. Let me get a manicure too. You know, something something that they can do together. Cause you know how some girls they want their man to do something feminine. Um, they he, as opposed to that guy being like, nah, man, what the fuck, you know, I ain't gay or whatever. He's like, all right, yeah, I'll do it with you. I'm down. Cause you know how some girls want their dudes do like a face mask thing or like a facial or, uh, yeah, or get their nails done. Like, fine. Like, what's his name? Woody and Amani. Woody loves getting his nails done and he, and he goes and does it with Amani and he doesn't, he he feels no ways about it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And Amani's like, oh, that's great. He gets to come with me and we get our nails done together. That's what Miles wanted to do too. And Karen has this sort of like, ugh, this, ugh, why are you getting your nails done with me? Like, ugh, you're, why are you doing that? Ugh, you're gross. And then she admits to, um, the montage is over, and then Karen admits to Dr. Pepper she says, "Look, I had an honest conversation. I had an honest conversation with um, Miles, and I told him I need you to be that masculine man for me. I don't need you to be my girlfriend." Or, and she complained, saying that one day uh, she called him. No, one day he called her sis. You know, and that's like a, you know, like a nickname, like "Hey, girl." You know, hey, like "Hey, sis." And he's like, my girlfriends call me sis. I'm your wife. I am not your sis. And I hate it when now you use that for I'm your wife. You know, like now you want to use that title against me. Well, all right, Karen, let's flip it on you. So you're his wife, right? Why haven't you guys fucked yet? You're his wife, right? You know, he's your husband. Why haven't you fucked yet? He's your husband. Why don't, Why haven't you cooked him any meals? He's your husband. Why haven't you done the laundry? He's your husband. Why haven't you, like, caressed him, tend to his needs, cater to him? Why haven't you, do, why haven't you done any of that shit? You're his husband, right? I mean, he's your husband, right? So... See, you see how that, see how uh, toxic that sounds. I'm your wife. I'm not your sis. You know, he's just freaking playing with you. Like, what the, what the? Why does it need to be something so grandiose? I don't get it. Why? Okay, like, don't, don't, don't try to pin things on him. Oh, I'm your wife, so you need to act this way. Well, he's your husband. You haven't been acting like a wife for him, right? You see, you see, you can't, you can't do that. You can't have your cake and eat it too. 
what is it that's like the pot calling the kettle black you know you can't you can't do that you can't karen you can't that is so hypocritical of you i'm your wife you can't call me sis i don't want you to call me sis like you are so hung up on this masculinity thing it's sad it is so sad i don't know but yeah you you all you all you've done is be a bitch essentially i mean i'm i'm his i'm his wife what is that like like have you cooked have you cleaned have you catered to him have you fixed him a plate no all you've done is judge 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 so you know what yeah you are his wife because that's what wives do judge judge and complain that's all y'all do right see how see how bad that sounds see how bad that sounds you 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 have been his wife you've been extremely judgmental of him of his personality of his character of his living space i don't forget i remember that time where you went to his house or his apartment i forget and ran your finger across his uh uh kitchen island to see if there's any dust particles on it and there wasn't any because he keeps a tidy ship all right uh, like all all this stuff uh, you judged him playing video games like do we need to have that conversation again because we well actually i do want to actually have that conversation again in another episode i i do want to i mean i know already we already had it with uh mr bad bit and uh daniel so thank you for being on uh the show but we're gonna have another conversation about the video game stuff but just me solo i, I but yeah remember what is he i think he's like 26 the average video gamer is the average male U.S. video gamer is 35. The average female gamer is 34. Okay? So, he is well in his right to play video games at 26. Okay? And it's not like he's being a bum, too. This man is a teacher, I believe. You know? So, it's not like he's being a bum on, on the street. He he's he's He has a career... And he likes to play video games from time to time. So, yes, you are exactly being his wife. You are being a wife. You're being very judgmental and hypocritical and condescending. This is exactly what you're doing. So, yeah, you're right. You you are his wife. You are not a sis. You are his wife. Way to go, Karen. Oh, God. This chick. Anyway... So she starts getting upset and she's like, um, Miles was talking to her off camera and she and Karen is telling Dr. Pepper that he said if decision day was today, he wouldn't say yes because he doesn't see her putting in any effort and she starts crying. And I'm like, yeah, he's not wrong. What effort have you been putting in? We have literally seen you condescend this guy. I, I don't know if I use that correctly, but be condescending to him and judge him every step of the way. And the only thing that you like about him is that he is good to you. But 
you have done nothing to show why he should keep you as a wife. What have you shown? Really? What have you shown? You've shown nothing. I talk about this all the time. And I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, guys. But it's true. This this woman gets on my nerves. And I don't even know how many more episodes I have of Married at First Sight. But I hope not a lot because this chick is getting annoying. No, I'm not getting. She is annoying. And I want her off my screen. <laughs> I don't know why she starts crying. Like, oh, my God. It's because she starts... I feel that she starts crying because she feels that her um, insecurities have been validated. It's like, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have walked down the aisle with Miles because he's telling me this. He's lucky that I even went with him. You know, that's how I feel, how she's taking it. That's why she's crying. You know, she's like, damn, that, you know, that, that first guy who, um, uh, you know, her ex, the one that had a whole baby on her while she didn't even know. Um, and now this, she's like, oh, not now I got a guy who's not even a man. Ugh. Like, he's lucky that I even went this far with him. It's like, not Karen. It's, it's not, well, I mean, the last guy, yeah, it was definitely him. But this time it's you. It's you, Karen. It's you. You, you tend to make bad decisions. Um... I don't I don't want this couple together. <laughs> I don't. I, I I really don't. Oh god, I don't. I don't want them together. But uh uh Pastor uh Pastor Carl, Pastor Cal talks with Miles and Miles feels like she doesn't want to be here and it shows Miles and it shows. And they showed they go to a clip and <laughs> they go to a clip and Miles is uh, on the diary cam and he says, well, how do you feel about quarantining with me for the foreseeable future? And she's like, well, at least there's another room. Wait, what the? Like, what kind of a joke? That That's a Christina joke. A joke that was supposed to be funny, but you accidentally told the truth. <laughs> you know, well, at least there's another room. Why? You don't want to be with your husband? You don't want to quarantine with your husband? You don't want to do that, Karen? Jesus. So Pastor Kyle asks, um, has there been any intimacy? And Miles is like, no. <laughs> it's because Dr. Viviana did that. You know, let's let's put sex off the table. And again, like I said, Karen was super, super elated about that. Like, yes, I don't have to do anything i don't have to give myself i don't have to give myself to this dude so they don't hold hands they don't i mean they they kiss on the cheek every so often and he tries to do more but she always like she always wiggles her way out and she like runs away it's kind of like well it's it's not as bad as uh peppy Le Pew and the and the cat <laughs> but you know he tries to like give her a kiss and she's like mm, and you know tries to like wiggle her way out and peace out you know, this chick, man, I hate this chick so much. Woo! And then Pastor Cal and Miles have a talk. And past, uh, Miles says, oh, they have a talk about the masculinity thing. And and Miles is wondering if he fills the box of what that is to Karen. Because Karen has this fixed 
box of what a man is. And he and he says that he got pissed about that because he's like, you're you're testing me as a man. Excuse me. And Pastor Pastor Cal is like, yeah, any man would any man would uh, uh, be mad at that. Yeah, every man would be mad at that. I mean, me personally, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I I have a whole bunch of insecurities and I do put myself down because I guess I'm a masochist, whatever. So, yeah, in my head, yeah, I don't meet a lot of people's a lot of women's criteria for what a man is you know i don't but hey i uh, i feel their emotional needs i feel their sexual needs uh, so i'm good with that you know but again that's probably why i don't get that that golden ticket like willie wonka well like, like charlie actually um that i can't lock these girls down you know they'll experience me and they'll be like, man, like you're such a great guy and give me all these compliments and all these accolades and praise. But they won't stay because they're like, nah, there's something more. You're missing that thing and I'm going to find that thing in somebody else. But that doesn't mean that they're going to find all the stuff that I was in that person either. You know, that's that 80-20 rule. So they're going to give up 80% of what I am to find that missing 20% in someone else. But they could find that 20% in someone else, but they could be missing that 80% that I am. And they'd rather deal with the 20 than have this 80. And that sucks. It sucks to hear. It really does. Um, but Hey, I mean, Hey, that that's, that's all on you. You, you go right ahead. But, that that that's on them that's that's what you want to do that's what you want to do so we get to bennett and amelia day 77 no no sorry day 73 40th day of lockdown so uh again amelia and, uh, amelia and bennett they are having a great time in quarantine they're not going crazy like everybody else is and amelia comes in from volunteering at a homeless shelter and bennett gives her undivided gives her his undivided attention and they finally have the conversation about what is going to happen with Amelia because again she has she has her residency in VA she has to go it's not like she can't that that's where she has to learn to become a doctor and all season we've been wondering well is Bennett gonna is Bennett gonna leave New Orleans that's all he knows this is childhood place that's all he knows and is he gonna go for this chick that he only met for a month what's going on but then he just but then he gives the obvious answer which I didn't even think about it's like he says he's gonna split his he's gonna split his time from VA and New Orleans I was like oh yeah I guess you can do that because <laughs> I was scared that he was gonna go to VA and not necessarily have a terrible time but that's a big that's a big chance to, to take that from somebody you just met you know and Amelia thank God acknowledges that so she's very grateful that he's going to split his time but she definitely knows that that's a big thing because again New Orleans is his home and he has work there he has a career there of sorts and she knows that it's a big sacrifice that he's doing by moving in with her in uh, VA. 
but Bennett is a dedicated dude. That's that's what he is, and and that's what he's gonna do. And I'm happy for them. So day seventy four, the forty first day of lockdown. So Henry and Christina. Um, Christina claims that they always, that Henry always wants to leave the house. And she says, like, he goes to the grocery store twice a day. And she's like, well, he goes to the grocery store twice a day and he, and he stops by the flowers. I don't understand why he doesn't, you know, pick some up or, you know, pick me some, pick me up something to eat. And I was like, Christina, you and these goddamn flowers, man, (laughs) you need to freaking, uh, cut it out, okay? Cut it out with these damn flowers. I know they're important to you. Well, we get it. We get it. We get they're important to you. But damn. Um, and I get it. Maybe he can. Maybe he can think of her during the day and try to do something nice. Uh, you know, I get that. I, I, I've done that with my significant others. But at the same time, it's like, what have you done, Christina? Again, you forgot my man's birthday. You didn't even do anything. For him, I'm not saying that you needed to go all out, but word, you had you let you let somebody else give him a birthday cake delivered to his house to the to the front steps, uh, not the front steps, the the front door. You had a whole person deliver a whole cake for him, and you didn't do nothing. You didn't even whip out a, like a cupcake with a one birthday candle, you know, and say, hey. Happy birthday. I know this isn't much because of quarantine. We can't go anywhere, but happy birthday. You didn't even do that. You just sat there on your phone watching a, watching a movie and playing and on your phone while he's getting adulation from all his family and friends. But his wife, his wife, his wife didn't do anything for him. And now you are mad that he doesn't get you flowers? Or something to eat while he's outside doing his thing. What? Yo, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know? Come on, man. Come on. Stop it. So Dr. Pepper asks, uh, do you think it's you or it's him that, that's having the issue? And she says that they both have issues with, thank God. And she says, and Dr. Pepper says, have you been vulnerable? And she says, yes, I have. And... In those cases that I have been, he's been, he's been, um, he, he cares, you know, he, he cares. So that's good. And she said, and Dr. Pepper says, well, the next time you hold hands and it's skin to skin contact and he'll be more forthcoming. It's like, okay. But then when they have their, uh, conversation, uh, Henry calls her out on her ship and she starts crying because Henry's like, listen, I mean, well, cause he, he, um, he has a talk with Pastor Cal and saying, hey, you need to really stand up for what you want and then and have an honest conversation with her, too. And he sees that, like, she's been dishonest and they go they go through a, a montage of her her dishonesty, saying that she said that she used to live at one place where she doesn't. And he wanted to go over. This was at the time where they're showing each other at the time where all the couples were showing each other their houses. So he wanted to go see hers. And she's like, oh, yeah, all my stuff is in storage and all this other, this other places over here. So ah, I don't have a place to live. Ah. You know, I was like, okay. 
um are you all right so he calls her he calls her out on it saying yeah you don't live in the what c cbd so as oh the central business district like you said and she's like well well no that that's where i was i never said that i lived there and there's actual footage of her saying that she lives in cbd so way to go christina but she says well that's well no well that's where i was living at the time because i'm a flight attendant and we live in between places and you know she tried to cover her tracks and she's like well whoa i wanted to like hold your hand and do all these things but now you're coming at me like i'm like you know like i'm a liar and she, you know she starts crying you know she tries to pull the cry card to be defensive to try to look good on camera so it's stupid and it's like okay and she's like i don't i don't know how to get to you she's saying all these things and he's like look it christina like calm down you don't need to cry it's not it's not that serious and they just have they just have a bad night and then um they show uh day 77 Day seventy day seventy seven of marriage and forty third day of lockdown and and Henry is super calm when he says this thing and this is how the show ends where it's like he's saying uh, that Christina is accusing him of sleeping with a male friend of his and in her head that's why he's very standoffish or whatever and he's like no I'm I'm not gay I wouldn't go on a television show to say that I was, I mean, you know, to, uh, you know, go on a show and get married to a female. If he was gay, he wouldn't do all that strenuous, strenuous and strenuous work for that. It makes no sense, which is a callback. It's not really a dig because none of these people know each other, but that kind of is a callback to Luke from season nine, I believe, because everybody thinks that Luke was gay when he was with Kate because they well they did have sex multiple times i forgot about that <laughs> but he 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 said every time that they had sex it was like felt disgusting or whatever so it's like whoa but i don't think he's gay because he went kate wasn't his type like literally because kate was like a super sweet like white girl and he likes exotic chicks aka black chicks so <laughs> that's what he liked and he wasn't paired with that so he didn't want to be married to that so i understand but just the way that he went about it was really that was a dick move um but yeah so yeah um yeah so christina yeah they ended with christina accusing henry of being gay like where's the accountability christina damn like why do you have to do why do you have to go there now you're now you've just offended an entire community just because somebody doesn't want to bang you on the first day of seeing you you know what i mean like do you ever do you ever think of that do you ever think that far ahead oh he must be gay so oh because she said that she had evidence she had hardcore evidence um not when i mean that i don't mean that she had like physical evidence like a sex tape or something like that when i said hardcore but what i mean is that she she had uh I was gonna say rock hard. Uh, she was gonna have. She had like rock hard proof, <laughs> you know, that he's gay. And he's like, nope, I'm not. So that's gonna be interesting. I can't wait for uh, th- uh the next episode. I'm actually gonna watch it right after I um get done with this because um I need to get a move on and and the next season happens uh, next week. So yeah, I need to <laughs> I need to get a move on with this. But yeah, man, it's it's 
it, it's crazy. I don't. <sighs> Christina, man. Christina and Karen, freaking insane. But anyway, let's get this going. You know what it is. It's 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 uh, the end of the episode, but of course we can't leave it without the Skin Deep's The And self-edition card game. So this is card number six, I believe. So let's see. How, how are we going to self-reflect today? So card number six is... What would my father say about it? Whoa. What would my father say about it? That's that's very vague. See, that's the things that I kind of don't like with these things. Like, you need to give me a little bit more than that. But I guess it's meant to prompt something in your head and keep thinking about it until it comes to the forefront, which I get. But what would my father say about it? I mean, he wouldn't necessarily talk about this episode because he's not into that stuff. But what would my father say about it? Hmm. Um, see? And now an idea has come to the forefront. Well, what I'm thinking about right now is where I am in life. And, uh, well, my father has actually told me what he, well, not, not necessarily what he thinks about it, but what he wants for my future. So he told me, uh, a couple days ago that he's like martini what i wish for you is is for you to have a child um and i go all right <laughs> that is peculiar because i'm living with my parents and i don't have an apartment i don't have my own car and yeah, I have a full-time job, but it's still not supplying me with the things that I need to get out and live as an independent person. But yet you want me to create a child. I don't even have a girlfriend. <laughs> sure, I have a friends with benefit. And we did talk about um, uh, the pregnancy stuff and condoms and we'll, we'll straight away on that. More, more on that later. In a, in a future episode, but yeah, um, so yeah, I'm not having any uh, kids anytime soon, and I don't know why he didn't want to wish me, like, an apartment or a better job or anything like that, but I, I mean, I do, because again, my parents are very foreign, they both want me to have a family and to have love in my life, and that's great, and that's dandy, but I don't necessarily need those things to live. What I do need is to be an independent person. And that's what I need to be. And my father would say, that's rubbish. Because you need to, all the time, he wants me to have either a girlfriend. Well, me and my brother. He wants my brother to have a girlfriend. He wants me to have a child. Because my brother already has a child. So, yeah, he's really hell-bent on that. Because he thinks that that solves everything. And it doesn't. There, there's been people who have had children to save a marriage and that's a future episode that I would love to have and that doesn't work now now you've just created a life that didn't even want to be there and now you're going to divorce <laughs> imminently you know I, I don't want that at all I don't want a child unless I am I don't want to say in peak position because I know there's a lot of a lot of my friends who haven't made it big but they're with a 
they're with a wife and they have their own place and and they've had a child i want to be at least in that retrospect okay i'm not gonna freaking have a child now i'm still living with my parents like are you are you kidding me that'd be very irresponsible of me so that's not what i want to do <laughs> you know as i want to do with my life i don't want to destroy my life and have this kid and i'm still very much behind in the adulting phase of my life you know i i, I don't want to do that whatsoever that'd be horrible a horrible decision i i still want to continue on this path you know write my book get this podcast on the ground and uh, again thank you for everybody that's listening i actually found a couple of people downloading my episodes from ireland so that's really awesome i am going to not try to do an irish accent because i don't want you to stop listening to my show <laughs> yeah i i'm 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 not gonna do it i'm i'm sorry <laughs> but your women are very beautiful the redheads oh my god i love redheads oh my goodness not the, of course that's not the only type of women that i like uh, but redheads with the freckles whoo and then that pale skin man they oof, they they do something to me they do something to me so thank you ireland <laughs> thank you for listening but yeah so yeah i think that's what my father would say about it that you know you need to get a move on with the babies and stuff and uh, oh no sorry no thanks like brett says <laughs> no thanks then then that's not happening not anytime soon um i need to get my life together and i will you know again like i said at the top of the podcast 2021 make it be your year and that's gonna be mine all right and, and it's gonna be great because you will be on the journey with me and it's gonna be awesome all right so with that being said that is the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can either call 845 845- three nine three one eight six three and leave a voicemail or email me at tinkpodcast at gmail.com that is t-i-n-q-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com and i'll read your suggestions on the next show so after today's episode i'm not saying that i have the dating world figured out but i am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it thank you for listening my name is martini jean and i am the inquisitive nobody <laughs>